back to the Fun Employed podcast, your weekly arts and culture podcast where your wildly underqualified hosts talk shit and expect you to listen. This is Sophie, Seth, and Fran. And um, yeah, thank you all for joining us once again. Let's do a quick check-in. Sev, how has your week been? My week has been... Mm. <laughs> 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 Meh. No. You know? I think it's just like a just a week where you've like you've lived, you've been there. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> existed. Yeah, existed. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it does happen. That's beautiful. Fran, how's your week? Um, yeah, I um I got really obsessed with West Side Story again this week. Oh, I love West Side Story. It's so good. Um the lead actor who plays Tony was so hot in that movie mm. and like Aged terribly. Oh, um, yeah. Such a disappointment, but I um, ended up, it forced me to discover the subreddit Vintage Lady Bunners, um, <laughs> which is just photo, like black and white photos of hot people. It's great. <laughs> Brian, like, good. Full disclosure, I have not watched. Um, West Side Story yep. and like on the way here Fran was like fully explaining this whole plot line to me <laughs> and I'm like just sitting there like okay oh wow <laughs> well it's Romeo and Juliet yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you, you're aware York. of the song Check Yes Juliet it's that for two hours <laughs> yeah that's so true I don't know also I love it but sometimes I find it hard to listen to those really like vintage musical songs oh, just the way no. like the way seeing those she's like I feel pretty yeah. like it's kind of hard to listen to I can times. skip I feel pretty every yeah, other not song a yeah, sorry, ev- sorry to like every fucking theater girl who's performed it for their entire lives, but um, I could take or leave it. Yeah, mm-hmm. on it, like Anita's "A Boy Like That" is way better. Um, Anita's songs are the best ones in the show. America's my favorite. Oh my god, exactly! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long live Rita Marino. Yeah, um, definitely. Somewhere is pretty good too. Somewhere that gets you in the feels. Um, Maria, I cried. Like the song Maria, where Tony's just singing oh, about yeah. how beautiful she is. I was like. <laughs> Which is not the point in the musical at which you're supposed to cry. Um, <laughs> just I was just get some of us anyway. I was just feeling real sensitive. <laughs> I think it's because you've like watched it so many times, so you know the context. Yeah, and I think I was also dreaming of being loved. <laughs> yeah, but also, to be fair, I do enjoy the Leo DiCaprio Claire Danes uh, uh, interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. Better, so sexy, to be honest. Wait, is Claire Danes? Yes. Oh my yeah, god, she's Claire Danes. She's Juliet, and the whole like everyone in her family is Hispanic except for Claire Danes. Yeah, that is. Is weird. Why did they were like Juliet, and it's like that's Claire James. <laughs> Wait, isn't that her? Like, um, it's that's the nurse though, isn't it? And I assumed. Mom. Oh right, I thought that was the nurse who was like no, a hired person. Her brother is like the most like Hispanic dude ever. Oh yeah. Yeah, like everyone in Juliet's family is Hispanic except for Juliet. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. Mm. Yeah. Also, she has like half of her lines got cut for that movie, and it's like oh. just Leah. Oh, it just became the Leo DiCaprio show. Yeah, like, because there's always like arguments in English classes of like, you know, who's the true protagonist of Romeo and Juliet? Is it Romeo or is it Juliet? And like in the Romeo plus Juliet adaptation, like it is firmly Romeo. Yeah. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we it should a- be Mercutio. It should be Mercutio. He's the best fucking character. He's yeah. by far the best character. Yeah. Most complex character. Most hilarious character. Most interesting. Character. Most interesting character. Also, um, just like ready to be in drag. Like what a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. If it wasn't obvious, I am the least into reading of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I don't know how to read. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was present for Romeo and Juliet in year you 11. Were, yeah, you were. Yeah, we watched, anyways, we should fish. move on. Oh yeah, we have <laughs> a topic Let's leave this week. Shakespeare behind. Do we have two yes. topics this week? Or we, um, we do. Sophie, how was your week firstly? Oh yeah, mine was like, um, <laughs> there was some enlightening moments, which I'm not prepared to share on mic, but um, <laughs> it was an interesting week. Also, I was um, at home for a bit. It was my mom's birthday, so it was so good to be at home and like be able to have like a family gathering again. I Gentle. feel like that really like fulfilled my soul a little bit it's beautiful now that quarantine is you know scaling back a little bit so. yeah particularly in queensland where we are based yeah. yes exactly Sophie, are you willing to share what you shared with us off air on air um no thank you oh, oh okay we'll move on for a future episode yes. for a future thanks episode. for asking though <laughs> <laughs> i feel like sophie's going to become like the most elusive podcast yeah. ever seen. Like, it's me and Seb oversharing every week and Sophie being like, I'm not prepared. To <laughs> Mine is a, my brand is being mysterious. 
Shall we launch into our topic for this? Week? I think we our should. Because you week. are the leader of this week. Yeah. Well, I suppose I was. I will be moderating for everyone mm. who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this week we're going to be talking about living regional, working regional, especially kind of like um, being a young person and like moving regional to work, and um, yeah. Just that kind of, in that kind of area. That fun stuff that Seven I should do. Yeah, I've thought about it, but... And yet, first off, like, I have lived regional growing up. I'm actually from Gympie. Try to keep it a secret. (laughs) My parents have now moved to the Sunshine Coast, so I claim that I'm from the Sunshine Coast. When (laughs) Surfy and I met, this is a hilarious story. When Surfy and I met, she told everyone in our university course that she was from the Sunny Coast. And she, like chose a school at random and it just so happened that this other girl who was in our course also went to that school went to the school that i made up <laughs> and so they had to like put on this show for like... oh, and i just got deeper and deeper into this lie i maintained this lie for probably was it like at least six months that's yeah, an it was insane probably six amount months. of time to lie about like a fundamental period of your life oh, well i was like but also i was i'd done a, a different first year and then i changed into the degree with seven i met so ah. i was like I'd already been like a year living out of school and stuff and so I was like oh well now people won't really care about like going to school and stuff no. but then I forgot <laughs> that my new cohort was fresh out of school and that's all they know and all they would yeah, want honey. to talk about no, the only thing that you do when you enter into like a university degree is everyone's just like what high school did you go to did and you go to private school by the way why is that such a big deal in Brisbane it's, classism it's still classism. kind of weird also classism the only reason I had doubts about Sophie's childhood was because I saw that she came out of an apartment yeah. <laughs> and I was like, your family lives in an apartment? What the hell? That's first classism. Off, that's classism. But first off, can I add that the apartment is literally across the road from the beach. Like, there is nothing in front of it except for the beach. There is a road and a beach. And yet Seb still judged this, like, half a million dollar apartment that my parents are living in because it's an apartment. This reminds me of when a boyfriend thought that I lived in public housing. Just because, like, it was an old unit block. I'm like, this that's is really so expensive real estate. This is, yeah. very, this is the middle of the city basically yeah. <laughs> fuck you um so yes i have had experience um living regional until i moved to the city to go to uni because there aren't you know they're just that's like another thing we can touch on there just isn't really the same opportunity if mm. you stay you know if you live regional if you stay in the region if you stay in the region mm. yes so um Seb, should we start with you have you considered moving regional after graduating <laughs> look i have considered it but Deep down, I know that I'm a city boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to even lie about it. I'm not going to be like, oh, the regions. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, You're like, I could be a farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for me. That will never be for me. And also, like, the only other gay person I know out in the regions, like, nearly gets gay bashed every weekend they go out. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge Like, that's yeah. just a safety issue. Yeah, so. and I'm like, mm, maybe it's not for me. <laughs> maybe it's not for me. I mean, if you move to somewhere that's, like, quote unquote regional but like pretty cool like I don't know somewhere like what would you say what even is that I don't know the central coast <laughs> yeah I was, I was thinking like what part of the central coast yeah, yeah. Of, like fucking like Scarborough and Wollongong yeah like, that's the only place it I could mean, possibly be I would consider be. Wollongong regional though okay yeah I think Wollongong's no longer like a regional area anymore. oh wow is like, Newcastle pretty cool no I think that's I not really Newcastle's also I think that like if you can define a city as like a hub of anything mm, like you've that. stopped being a region and you've started being somewhere cool yeah well planning wise like the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast both count as regional centers. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What? So mm. Brisbane is like uh whatever it's called, principally center. And yeah, mm. and but they are like classified as regional centers. That's so strange to me because I lived on the Gold Coast. And, and it's like, not it's not regional at all. It's not regional, it's just a beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And how about you? Would you yeah, move Frank, out? Would you? Oh well. Um, like I there was a period in my life where I considered going into teaching and that would have been like the only time which I was like, yeah, of course I'll live regional. Mm. Um, but now I like my huge thing about moving regional is like I'd have to move by myself. Yeah. And like, but then if I had a partner, I'm like, oh, would I have to force my partner to move regional? And like I have basically lived most of my life in Brisbane. Like mm. I moved here when I was like and you know sort of split time between like the sunshine coast and the gold coast at various times but like i am a city girl through and through Mm. and Mm. i like even when i lived in the states like the town that i lived in was a college town oh yeah so it wasn't like a city Mm. and i was like this is 
bullshit. This is really boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we have one Starbucks. <laughs> Actually, no, we had like three of them. Who am I kidding? Because um, it was a college. and like Still not enough. Yeah, still not enough. But like, I, and like, you know, you could sort of walk everywhere in the city, like in, in the town. Mm. Like, and I don't know. I just think like, I'm too much of a priss to <laughs> move regionally. And I think that's just being honest. I'm a huge fucking princess. Um, and I don't think I could do it. And my mom shames me for it all the time because she's a country girl. Oh, yeah. And also, like, claps to Surfy because she's, like, literally the only one who has considered doing it. Yeah. You're the only one who's done it legitimately. I've applied for jobs that are, like, you know, out of the city and Mm. been like, yeah. But, of course, it's, like, easier... You know, no one really likes change. So it's easier because I I know that I've lived in, like, a regional place and, like, it was pretty boring. But, (laughs) like, it depends. It's just such a a different experience than living in the city. You've kind of got to – there's no, like, cultural things you can go and do. You really just have to, like – Go to someone's house and hang out with them. <laughs> yeah, or go to the pub. Oh, yeah, yep, go to the pub. A and country hang out there. pub. Yeah, <laughs> Fran, you also brought up a really interesting topic about like moving by yourself, but mm. also like if you had a partner. I think if you had a partner, it's like a very. I don't know. Is it a big step? Because I've like I've not even considered it. I know multiple people who had partners when they moved regionally, and they broke up because they moved regionally, and one of them had to stay in the city. Like mm. it's yeah. a. Because, like, it happens on during people's graduations. Like, every, yeah. a lot of people end up having to move regionally because those are where the jobs are. Mm. Yeah. Like, you can't expect to always be able to work in a metropolitan city, particularly when you're, like, in training. Yeah. Because the regions are usually where young people go to learn more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, I think that's another thing, like, through our... Um, through the work lens like I think that it's probably not true with every industry but I think a lot of industry people in um Queensland I would say like mm. kind of look favorably upon young people who are willing to go who are from Brisbane or wherever and then are willing to go like live regionally for a bit and kind of expand their mm. knowledge base and then like would could come back later especially that's the way it is with teaching yeah because mm-hmm. my aunt lives in like a very remote area because she teaches she's a vice principal in Lockhart um, in North Queensland Um, and she's from Cairns and she's like moved to Lockhart to teach regionally but she's also like in her god like nearly her 50s I think Mm. I can never remember how much younger she is than my father Um, but like that was a huge move for her and the only reason that she did it is because both of her children were adults now and she's like you know a single adult woman who can do whatever she wants yeah definitely definitely and I think it does um like, my parents, after they graduated, they, like, moved to um, Mount Isa, I think, or, out like, further out yep. than Mount Isa. And my mum said it was, like, it was so fun. It was just, like, it was it was really fun. It was, like, the best home of my life. And oh, my God, no, this is a so, thing. People yeah. being, like, Mount I- places near Mount Isa are fun. It's, like, what do you mean? <laughs> but I think What's that fun? A, a part of it is, and this is definitely a thing, like, I think if you're going to move somewhere regional, you've got to commit to it. Like, you can't be going yeah. back home every weekend and, like, yeah. hang out with your old friends because I think then you'll just get really lonely like yeah. when you're at yeah. that place so um I think the thing about Mount Isa it's just so far away and it's so hard to get to and so expensive to get to as well that like you're kind of stuck there so you've like got to be close to the people who are there and yeah. then it's just such a I don't know it's like its own tiny isolated world <laughs> some of those places and yeah. then yeah you like really do like kind of build your own family there but like how do you make friends out there workplace so like yeah, my like... so like my mom for like because she did her regional service in queensland like the minute that she started working and mm. she stayed regional for a very long time like she didn't move to brisbane until like after i was born mm. so she moved up somewhere near innisvale that is not innisvale oh yeah <laughs> like a city that i can never fucking remember the name of but my parents bring it up all the time and like where <laughs> and we're like, where is that but she like taught regionally and she stayed in far north queensland for like god 10 years um i know but like she moved up as like a young single woman who was like maybe 21 and then like moved up there started working and then met her husband regionally Mm. and then like they got together and then moved into the cities thereafter so like that oversimplified everything for her yeah Yeah. whereas i'm like oh fuck can I meet the man of my dreams in Innisfail? <laughs> I <laughs> sure know I cannot. <laughs> I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Seb, it would be so different for you. No, yeah. yeah, definitely. And like, that's what I'm saying, like, about the gay man I know. He lives in Mount Isa. Mm. And I'm like, 
go like how do you have sex with people yeah, yeah. And also, what's like, the grinder scene like yeah, in like, Mount Isa it's just a bunch of cowboy hats on the time do you have to drive to Townsville every <laughs> no. time and also driving to Townsville that's a hole yeah, yeah. it's not like you're going from one really nice place to a shithole you're going yeah. from two... one shithole to another shithole <laughs> no offence to the regional <laughs> no, people no but like Townsville I don't want to slap I don't want to slap Townsville because honestly I've never been there so <laughs> yeah, I will slap Townsville because like I've only heard people talking shit about it ever and the only times that I've heard it spoken about favourably is from my brother who lived there when he was like a toddler <laughs> like so he loved it because he was a very small child <laughs> yeah, which you like anything when you're a small child yeah exactly <laughs> Um, another question I wanted to ask both of you, has the COVID situation and like lack of jobs and like semi-recession mm. changed your opinion at all about your willingness to move regional if it was for a job? Straight up, no. I've actually wanted to move to Sydney more because of the That's COVID so recession. fucked up. Why? <laughs> I hate Just Sydney. a bit of adventure, you know? What the fuck? <laughs> Feeling a bit bored, might move to Sydney. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I hate Sydney so much. I hate Sydney too. It's so... Okay, why do you both bash on Sydney so much? It's Tell giant. Me. It's so <laughs> spread out. It's so sprawling. It takes mm. like 10 years to get everywhere. The like unaffordability crisis there is just whack. So That's whack. The That's In the, the city is actually pretty cool. But it, yeah, I don't know. The traffic situation, mm. it's so expensive. I don't know. I just don't see enough of an upside to make up for that. I mean, for me as a gay man, it's mm. very like, it's very This is a lucrative opportunity. And accepting. Yeah, um, that's very true. It is like, I obviously wouldn't live out <laughs> heaps out in the suburbs there. No. I would live in this like inner city. And yeah. as a young person, you just have like that like flexibility to like live and work live in the city whereas like if you're having a family i wouldn't have a family in sydney yeah like, no i would live in sydney meet my husband and be like we're moving back to queensland <laughs> <laughs> i have to return to the sunshine state i'm so sorry babe <laughs> oh then, like, god yeah it's just like the atmosphere and vibe the general vibe of sydney's you, okay so you're on board you vibe checked sydney and Sydney passed. Yeah, exactly. Fran, why do you hate Sydney? Wow. Um, I have a complicated relationship with Sydney because um, I go there really often and I've said that I've hated it for a very long time and people are always like, why are you there? Like at if least once or twice a year. Um, but my father lives in Sydney mm-hmm. um, so I go down there to visit him um, and also like now a bunch of my friends live there. Um, there's a lot of comedy opportunities down there which I'm yet to explore and I need mm. to if I ever want my career to go anywhere um and like i've had fun in sydney before but again i'm like fuck renting there looks like it's a nightmare yeah like i feel like i'd have to be moving all the time and like i'd never be able to afford anything and there's too many people i like the trains i'm gonna be honest people in sydney who complain about their public transport i'm talking to you fuck you yeah like you try are so brisbane wrong. <laughs> try using the transit system in any other city other than your own. Sydney trains are actually pretty fucking reasonable when you get mm. down to it. Like, they work. <laughs> the trains work. Also, they have two levels. That's so fun. Also, that the fun. sliding seats. The sliding seats. Oh, so yeah. fun. I'm wet for that. That's <laughs> that rule. That is like the best place to pre is on the sliding seat. Yeah, the best place to pre in Sydney is on a sliding is on a sliding seat on a train and like sort of like looking at another group of youths. Also, their air train I think is a lot more affordable than ours. Oh, the air train's so good. Mm. And like, also, the airport's like in the city. Yeah, the airport definitely less difficult. Terrible airport in terms of just like it's not as bad as the Tullamar- the Jetstar Tullamarine <laughs> oh, terminal, nah. which is like a cow shed. Oh mate. <laughs> look, I have. I know my most hated airport, and it is surprisingly not LAX. Um, LAX my, is terrible. LAX does suck, mm. um, but my least favorite airport is, I think, I can't remember which of the Carolinas it is. It's either north or south. Charlotte, North Carolina? That airport sucks because I got stuck there overnight. Um, there is a Cinnabon there, and oh, it's very Cinnabon. large, and there's, like, rocking chairs everywhere because it's the south. What? This is a thing that the southerners do. They just sort of put rocking chairs in public spaces, and they're like, do you want a rock? That's so weird. <laughs> do you want a rock? They were all over my, like, university campus. They were all over, like, the fucking airport. It is a very weird thing. Have either of you been to the Proserpine airport? Oh, no, honey. Um, I've never been to Proserpine. <laughs> yeah, well, we went to go to the Sundays, and it's, like, 
um again it's just never been. so <laughs> it's just so far from like the prospine airport's so far from anywhere you want to go so that's what i was thinking about when the government has brought out the like whatever it is 50 dollars return tickets to prospine like flights what yeah Why? so oh it's just to like pick up pick up tourism like what's there to do in prospine you go to the whitsundays okay but like and like Ailey Beach and stuff. So, oh yeah, no, my uncles were at Ailey Beach like last week. Yeah, <laughs> but Ailey Beach, and you go out to the I don't know the beaches and the islands and stuff. Should so we go yeah, to Ailey Beach. Well, Sorry, I'm just having a moment right I'm now. Not going this, to. <laughs> this is the downside. It's it's like an out. Prosperine the airport is like an hour from like anywhere you want to go. So then you pay, you've paid fifty dollars for your return flight which is really cheap mm. but then you have to pay like another hundred to get from the airport to like anywhere, anywhere that's interesting yeah <laughs> um also yeah that question is a little bit skewed especially for you frank because you are like working in the arts so there's like yeah. definitely not as much opportunity working in the arts regional. is an interesting thing about that though is that like every comic talks about how much they fucking love regional tours mm. so like everyone has to work and like develop the material in the city but like people froth doing a regional tour because, like, people want to see you. How regional yeah. are they talking? Like, Caloundra. <laughs> <laughs> That's regional. That's very regional. Regional for yeah, city people. Nah, I'm talking, like, doing a gig Malone. in, like... <laughs> I mean, in, like, a sheep shearing show. Oh, wow. Yeah, that I think is it, regional. I think it was Ting Lim who was talking about it, that she'd done a show in, like, a sheep shearing shed, and it was one of her favourite gigs she's ever done. That might even be rural. Past <laughs> regional, <laughs> but rural. Yeah, and I remember the good chat boys last year they did a um a top end tour last year where they basically just um they went mm. all across north north queensland and they had a fucking great time mm. and the audiences were apparently really responsive and really excited and they got great crowds so i think that there's like a value to like visiting the regions yeah. when you are a performer but you have to sort of like quote unquote hone your craft Mm. in the metropolitan areas in those like incidental audiences where people hate you and are gonna heckle you yeah <laughs> that is very interesting because i feel like visiting the regions i'm i'm all for it we love regional tourism <laughs> however like i just like the appeal of living out i'm just gonna keep calling it out west <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we live on the east coast general of west <laughs> general anywhere western of brisbane yeah anywhere west of toowoomba i'm like oh I don't know. <laughs> that's I don't know. pretty far <laughs> That's and we know there. so many people from Toowoomba. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pod boyfriend Will is from Toowoomba. Yeah, <laughs> He's actually not. He gets mad when you say that. He, <gasps> also, he is, is like from, I don't know where he's actually from. He, he did live in Toowoomba for a bit to, um, when he was in high school. Oh, But I think he was born in Moranbar, which is even okay, more. Why would he? Yeah. I would claim Toowoomba. <laughs> I, I don't know. He has a lot of beef with Toowoomba. I'm sure a lot of people do. A lot of people have beef with Toowoomba. <laughs> Another question, or maybe a thought I would like to pause. Posit, exactly. <laughs> is um, I think that it might actually be easier to make friends if you're somewhere regional. Like Ooh. just thinking about places like Sydney, mm. it's. But again, this is someone who has lived regional, and I moved mm. to the city, and I found it so hard to make friends. Yeah. Um, but I think that I don't know when there's so many people. I think you often feel like more isolated mm. in yeah. at sometimes. But like when you're regional, there's like not as many. You're not overwhelmed by like options and like yeah. FOMO of friend options. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So you kind of like you know you befriend people who you work with or like young nurses, doctors. Yeah, because I think that's the common experience as well. Yeah. It's like it is also like nurses, teachers, cops is mm. like the big like the big three in terms yeah. of like who's moving regionally. Also, we're cancelling cops. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just nurses and teachers. Yeah, so like <laughs> ACAB baby. We will like acknowledge that cops go regional, but also ACAB, and we don't care about them right now. <laughs> so let's talk teachers and nurses because we know nurses. No, yeah, that's regional. I, like that's a very common experience for everyone, and I think the shared like experience of being in the region being mm. out west yes. as, much, as you may say <laughs> is like very much like a bonding experience and mm. like i've talked about going to the regions with my friends like who yeah. are nurses and we'll all like work out there and like yeah. live but so also you go like, as realist. a group yeah. but then like that's would the it ever happen though Seth? Mm. no would you actually go, go so the thing is we wanted to go to orange because it's wine country no honey don't go to orange <laughs> orange is so cold orange is freezing my auntie yeah, and my cousin country. live there no it's ter- it's so depressing sweets don't go there <laughs> there are no oranges first off there aren't any oranges it's very misleading like <laughs> i <laughs> 
Because my thing, this is actually something that's very specific to Brisbane people that you're discussing, which is Brisbane people choosing to move to another city as a group and mm-hmm. then just bringing Brisbane to that location and never interacting with anybody who's actually yeah. in the new city. Yeah, yeah. But that's another thing, sorry. Like, we're just going on tens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when you live in Brisbane, you just have, like, a very naturally formed friendship group as you grow up. Yeah. And, like, that's how I've experienced it. I'm sure that's how you've experienced it. Well, mm-hmm. um... Because, okay, you lived in one side of Brisbane um, your whole life, whereas I moved from the south side to the western suburbs. So I basically just, like, shed myself of my south side (laughs) social circle. Because I wasn't very popular. south side persona. I wasn't very popular down there. People didn't like me. Yeah, the south side did not like you. But the the western suburbs. The western suburbs very much embraced you as their own. Yeah, so I always talk about how, like, when I was in early high school, because I spent grade 8 and 9 at a school, a public school in the south side, and I didn't have a lot of friends, and I really was obsessed with the television show Glee um, and then I moved to a western suburb state high school where I had lots and lots of friends and people were really kind and accepting and I no longer needed the television show Glee mm. <laughs> yeah it's like a security them. blanket yeah. Yeah. it's also, like letting it go you letting can finally let it go, go. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally also this is such an unpacking Brisbane tangent that we're sorry, having right yeah, now it is a little bit sorry so um, <laughs> fuck that don't listen to their podcast <laughs> if, you enjoyed, if you enjoyed this topic Die. Like, this is just a natural occurrence of, like, your Brisbane friendships, like, growing. And that's yeah. why, like, it's hard for me to, like, leave the city and go reach. You're also one of the most popular people I've ever met in my fucking life. You literally, you can't go anywhere with Sev. Yeah. Because <laughs> he will see, like, 500 people he knows. And, you'd like, a five-minute trip will end up taking you, like, 50 minutes. Because he has to chat to each of these people. It's like, five times. <laughs> no, 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 I went to your birthday party this year. And I was like, why do I only recognize 10 people? Like, one of them like being where, I feel like that's where Fran and I really bonded. Every at year. Your birthday this year. Every year at your birthday parties, we always link up. But, actually, returning to the regents. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back um, to it. I like the thing that I did actually want to do, like particularly like over the summer this year, was I did want to do like a regional pub tour with friends and like specifically go regional to sort of like bring money back to those areas because mm. obviously they lost a lot during the bushfires last year and like and the now drought before that, the drought now, before like... that, and now with the fucking pandemic, yeah. like you know the regions need money and they need life, so I think mm. that there's value in city slickers turning up and using their city slicker dollars. Um, and that's something that For I, me and friend, the Seno bucks. <laughs> I'm using my Seno city slicker dollars. But you're stimulating the economy, it. putting it straight back but into the economy. Again, yeah. this is like what I'm talking about. Like, you could definitely go visit the regions easily. Yeah. Would you live there? No. I just don't think... Also, like, I'm such a little bitch. Like, I think that this is an important factor here, is that, like, living in the regions means that you have, like, pretty tough skin as well. And, like, I think that there is an element of, like, I'm just going to be so annoyed all the time. Also, like, I don't know. Like, do I live in, like, a lefty, like, echo chamber that I don't want to leave? Because moving Mm. to the regions is very much popping that bubble. And just being, like, there are people who really don't think like you. Yeah, that's definitely something I wanted to touch on. Like, pretty much the majority of people I went to school with I've now, like, deleted on all socials. Mm. Because if they say anything that's, like, offensive, I'm just, like, just... Get yeah. your energy out of my life. I don't like it. And I think that I don't like to engage with this. That's yeah. the biggest thing I would consider when like moving somewhere regional. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I go back to? And especially if you don't have like we were talking about when you're in the city, you just have so many options if you want to make friends. When you don't have that pool, like you either hold on to your principles or do you want to be lonely? Like you know yeah. what you know what. What do you want to do? But then also, Time. like, it's that, it then comes to that thing of, like, well, do you find friends in that city who have also moved from metropolitan areas and you're effectively re-establishing your bubble in a regional centre? Mm. Like, that's sort of the issue that then comes up. Like, I know that, like, because even though my mum worked regionally for a very long time, all the friends that she still has from that period are, like, very metropolitan people. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they're married to doctors and surgeons now <laughs> and, like, live in cities. Yeah, same with my parents. They've moved to, like, the sunny coast or to Melbourne yeah. or to, yeah, around Brisbane as well. Mm. Yeah. Should we, are we ready to move on to our second topic? I've forgotten anything... what our second topic is. <laughs> to be honest, we should pause the recording here and find a second topic, but we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come right back. <laughs> We're sorry for that brief pause. <laughs> 
We're okay, back. We are back. We are back with a second topic. We've remembered what we were supposed to talk about this week. So, and by remembered, uh, I mean we just came up with it. <laughs> this is um, a professional recording right now, guys. Um, so everyone, if you're coming to listen back to this later on, we are in the midst of the um, Black Lives Matter movement of 2020. Woo. It is coming to Australia. It's coming everywhere. Yes, we are. And right to your doors. Right to your doors, right to your ears. Yes. <laughs> and um, so something we've all noticed is how in the last couple of days, probably only the last week maybe, yeah. like the media has really taken a look at themselves and a lot of producers or showrunners are like removing um, episodes of their TV shows that included really um, racist bits, skits, whatever, or like blackface. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we were going to expand on that. Yeah, because it's been very interesting. There's also been a big push from like um, white actors who have been like white voice actors specifically mm. who've been voicing characters of color. Yeah, like Big um, Mouth. Yeah, Big Mouth. Um, the Cleveland Show, like BoJack Horseman, and like people mm. apologizing for their previous performances, and then mm. like people quitting their you know respective shows. Um, and my main takeaway from this whole thing has been, oh, this is a huge distraction. Mm. <laughs> oh, do yeah. you think so? Yep. Look. I understand, like, good on you, but, mm. like, it's not a big storm that should be happening. Yeah. It should have happened a long time ago, firstly. Like, I can't believe that people are only, like, realising right now that you're meant to be, like, not using AAVE. Yeah. Or, like, like other things, like voicing black actors when you're not black. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, like, why is it only happening now? Obviously, it's because public pressure, yeah, but, like... Mm. Let's just do it and yeah. move on. <laughs> I kind of think that too. Also, I think there's a lot of the times there's probably an environment and like working in entertainment where the writers or showrunners or whoever like thought of a storyline, which maybe like actors or something construed like thought was, oh, this isn't really cool. Mm. But they felt like they might not have a leg to stand on to say, I'm not comfortable doing this. Yeah. So mm. I think that's also something that we should like maybe consider. And I do feel bad when like the actors themselves get like, get piled on about these things because like ultimately it like probably they definitely were still party to it obviously yeah, yeah. but i don't think it was their decision mm. but they're like the face of the situation yeah. there's also because i think that's very um i think what's relevant to this is like with big mouth specifically that is a group of actors who are all just like mates so like yeah. jenny slate was obviously hired because she's like in that particular like la clique yeah. Yeah. of like comedians who are disgusting um like i say that with love in my heart <laughs> like jason manzoukas is my king but um i think like i think the weirdest example of this was and this is why i think like this is a bullshit distraction and i don't actually think it like means anything um they removed an episode of golden girls that supposedly had blackface but what the episode actually was was the actresses were wearing face masks like they were wearing like oh, like, like sheet masks no like cloth like um clay like mud face oh, masks okay. and it was brown oh. and there are no jokes made about like them pretending that they're being black they're just wearing clay mud and oh. they were like this is blackface so we're gonna remove it but it's so, not black exactly yeah. so what i think it's actually doing it's kind of cheapening when people do black. exactly i think that's yeah. the point <laughs> So the point is that basically it's like, well, we're just also going to problematize like all of these instances where people actually haven't done anything wrong to delegitimize the entire Black Lives Matter movement to think that it's about these small, like, you know, media missteps when really it's about institutional change. Yeah. So it's like, we didn't ask you to like remove this episode of Golden Girls. We asked you to defund the police. Like, <laughs> so I think it's like, it's an element of A, entirely missing the point and B, like, removing legitimacy from the movement in and of itself. Yeah, I understand that. But also, another thing is, like, these are things you, like, learn from. And obviously, like, yeah, it's in the past. Mm. And, like, those were problematic things in the past. But, like, especially with TV shows like Golden Girls, another one that, like, happened a few weeks ago now was Jonah from Tonga got yes. removed um, from Netflix. And yet Chris Lilly will not go quietly yeah. into that good <laughs> night. <laughs> um, but, like... Obviously, it's bad, yeah, but, like, do something else to change that and be, like, this is a, like, portrayal of blackface. This is why it's wrong. Like, yeah. you can just do that easily. That saves you from, like, putting it out there and, like, yeah. having people be, like, oh, well, that's... This, it just strengthens the rights, like, right-wing people's, like, view on, like, the liberals. Or, yeah, like, like these sensitive yeah. little liberals. Yeah. yeah, like, snowflakes, because, yeah. like, we can't watch TV show, but, like, we can. Yeah. And, like... And you can view it critically. Yeah. Like, I think that everyone, in, like, 
obviously everyone loves Summer Heights High, and that yeah. has Jonah in it, yeah. and like with Chris Lilly in brownface, mm. and like obviously it's offensive, and we all know that. But who has not said? Puck you, miss. I said puck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dictation. Dictation. Yeah. Like um, my favorite is all um, Jermaine. Oh, yeah. Everything that Jermaine has ever said. I love um, and I say this all the time. I like what you're wearing, miss. Did you get that from Suzanne? <laughs> <laughs> A classic. <laughs> but like, it's got so many good one-liners, and like, we can view it like critically and be like, that was bad at the time. Yeah, mm. that was inappropriate, and yeah. like, maybe we shouldn't give Chris at least similar opportunities to do something like Again. that now. Yeah, but also like, we did discuss this. When Jennifer yeah. Turner got released. Yeah, People like these like, conversations yeah. keep <laughs> happening over and over again. But like, it's only now that people are like, oh, maybe we'll listen to them because all of everything, everything's happening. Because the world's crumbling, so we might as well. Yeah, we might as well. Like, and I think that also, I think because it's a quote unquote smaller issue, and I think it's easier to compartmentalize, it's easier to look away from like systemic racism, oppression, and like murder of like black people by the police, and then go like, Maybe Chris Lilly is bad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's an easier conversation to have. So oh, you yes. want to put more attention onto it. Yeah. I also think that it's, I find it quite hilarious that um, the right wing is like kind of putting this, this like narrative out about like, oh, like what you said, the snowflakes are like so offended by this stuff. But like, it's more those people who are getting offended about it taking, being taken down. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just sort of like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. You're I mean, like, it oh, it's good that you're taking it down. I agree with that. But then it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's those people who are like, well, they're the ones getting outraged yeah, exactly. about it. <laughs> Which I, I find hilarious. I should be able to make fun of black people whenever <laughs> I want. <laughs> but also, like, as a brown person, like, Jenna from Tonga was, like, one of the only shows that I watched and I was like, oh, like, other brown people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that that's was awful. Like, that's so sad. Like, what? Yeah, no, that's rough as fuck. Other dude. brown people being like Chris Lilly and then the, like four unnamed. <laughs> the four unnamed other tonic Tongan men who are just like in the background. But also, I just want to take a moment to appreciate my favorite line from Summer Heights High ever, which was, Oh my god, thank god you're here. Grandma's been wrecked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Like, Why? Which I is problematic and I love it. I just find Chris Lilly's content most of the time fucking dumb. I it's love tired. Summer Heights yeah. High, but yeah, I would not rewatch it today. Mm. Some of it it's aged. Some, yeah, some of it has aged poorly. Mm. Um a lot of it, I mean, not some of it. Also like for a lot of Americans, that's like their best look at us. So yeah, like yeah. Summer Heights High is really popular in the states. So uh, when, no, like when I moved to America, my friends were like, "Oh, H two O just had water and yeah. Summer Heights High." <laughs> Summer High yeah. Like they were like, "Is Jamae like is Jamae like a real person? Like have you interacted with like Jamae?" And I'm like, That's "Yes." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a Jamae. Yeah, like <laughs> hi. If I had to identify with a character, it would be Mr. G or Jamae. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we should get off Chris Lee because I don't want to give him more airtime than That's he's true. already yeah, already um, received. I want to talk about Shane Dawson so much. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so like when Shane Dawson was like at one of his early peaks of popularity when we were like in primary school. Oh, he's an OG. He is yeah. an in the OG world YouTuber. YouTube. Um, like he has been around as long as the platform has. Um, and he did blackface all the time. It was one of his like literally it was like foundational to his content. Was mm. doing blackface, using Ave. Like, did everyone collectively forget about Shanene? Like, who oh was his. Yeah. Shanene was his, like, alter ego black woman character. And, like, it was constantly in all of his content. And he's apologized for it before, and then it all came back again this week because Jenna Marbles chose to leave the platform because she did blackface one time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Jenna Marbles, like, was pretty earnest in her apology and she was like you know i fucked up a lot in my early career and i said things that weren't appropriate that i don't agree with now and i'd like to take time off from this platform to reflect on that and like stop and i was like okay that's sad good Mm, for you yeah and then shane dawson was like i'm gonna piggyback on this (laughs) and just made this like very long video where he's like i'm sorry that i like made comments that made me sound like a pedophile and like i also did blackface like so many times and i was one of the most offensive youtubers working throughout the late like throughout the late 2000s and early 2010s like because the reason that it really super super blew up was there was an instance of him like he was pretending to jack off to a poster of willow smith and this was oh. when she was 11. Ew. So it's like a really yeah. old video. Oh, um, man. And Will, not Will Smith, he actually hasn't chimed in. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and um, Jaden 
both like chimed in on Twitter like, no, fuck you. You sexualized my 11-year-old sister. Yeah. And like you have been disgusting online forever. Yeah. And now like it's just evolved into this like new like j- like YouTube drama renaissance where like mm. Tati Westbrook has released another video being oh, like yeah. Shane Dawson manipulated me into making bi sisters and like he's being erratic online. Oh my gosh. I think also like this is another instance where and we spoke about it with um on the BA episode. Mm. But I think it really annoys me when people use like, oh it was so long ago. I've grown since then. Like I understand sometimes that's true. Mm. But like again I wanna say even back when Shane Dawson was in his peak, I never watched Shane Dawson. Mm. I maybe watched like one episode and I was like this is offensive it's not funny and I don't care to watch it yeah so that was when whenever back whenever it was but so yeah we would have been like 11 or 12 exactly and yeah. as like and you guys are both agreeing so that's three of us who were 11 or 12 mm. saying like I didn't think that's funny yeah, yeah. so I, I remember think that's, watching it though. yeah so like I because I had kids at my primary school who were also watching it so like to try and relate to them I would have to watch the Shane Dawson content as well. <laughs> and like... Painful times. Painful times. <laughs> the painful times of being like a person of colour, like watching Yeah, yourself. literally just being like, this is really offensive to like my entire family. <laughs> yeah. But like I have to watch it. But I have to I watch have it to so, that, so that Ethan oh will like reciprocate my crush. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Yeah, it was an awful time. But like I think that again, what this has like functioned to do is distract from the main conversation. Mm. I think that like... All it does, and, like, yes, this, like, interpersonal drama is so satisfying. And there's, like, nothing better than watching Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson flip out online. Like, Why does Jeffree Star still exist? I don't understand how he, like, how he built up his popularity again. Because he's been a racist forever. It's it's insane. I think that also um, Jamil Jamil, like, made a brief comment. And it was something Mm. about, like, we hold women to a higher standard than men. Mm. Because women are seen as, like, kind of disposable slash replaceable. Yeah. But then when men, like, make the same mistake, like, we briefly over said about Louis C.K. And, like, you know, they're, like, uh, cancelled for a little bit. But then we let they them come, come back. They get to come yeah. back. Yeah. I think that also, because, like, Jackie Ina Forever, her, who is a um, black YouTube beauty influencer slash business owner, she has always denounced Jeffree Star. She has perpetually been like, I am never forgiving him for the way that he's behaved. Because mm. yeah. I think she, like, I think he said She's something. very brave. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, he's the most powerful, yeah. and like, Jeffree like, Star's, like, beauty a YouTuber. Common, like, yeah, everyone works name. with yeah. him. Like, everyone buys his fucking products. I've still never bought a Jeffree Star product because I refuse to give him my money. Yeah, I never want to. Mm. Like, he's just a fucking nightmare of a person. Here's a nightmare. Ugh, like, it's obviously important to have conversations about the way in which, you know, black people and, you know, people of colour, indigenous people are depicted in media. That's important. YouTube is part of that conversation. Yeah. But mm. it's like, you guys can actually just, like, deal with this on your own. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a public affair. It yeah. doesn't, which just making it, like, kind of clickbait. And, yeah. And, again, what you say, like, it's really taking away from the brevity of the actual issue. Yeah. I also love that there's, like, a common phrase when people are apologising is, like, I'm just going to take time to reflect and yeah. yes. go back on my And actions. it's like, what does that include? Like, <laughs> are like, you playing Animal Crossing and like, thinking about slavery? Like, <laughs> but also, like, people of colour don't have time to reflect. They're no! Like, yeah. It's happening to them every day. They don't have every they don't single to just, day. like, shut off and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to have some me time and I'm going to think about my actions. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love that. And also, I'm listening to, I don't know if anyone else is, I'm listening to the Scrubs Rewatch podcast, yes. which is Zach Braff and Donald Faison. They're watching back... Um, Scrubs episodes and talking about it and um, they kind of touch on the um, two I think instances of blackface in Scrubs mm. and um, they have a black woman who is their producer and so she was kind of moderating this like special episode podcast where they were all talking about it and Bill Lawrence who's a showrunner and Sarah Chalk who plays Elliot was also on there yeah. and um, so Joelle who is their producer said um, to each of you like you both have quite like all, all of you all four of you have like quite a platform I'd like to hear like what you're going to do and like how you're going to be better in the future and pretty much all four of them were like it said almost exactly that Mm -hmm. like I'm going to take this time to like reflect to educate myself and like you know to really like you know change and blah 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 and so at the end she was like I'm really glad that you all said that you want to educate yourself but that's the first step you've had time (laughs) yeah she was like I think that you need like 
I said, what are you actually going to do? Like, good yeah. for you for educating yourself. But yeah, mm. that is step one. And there are multiple steps after that. Because it's interesting. I love that she said that. Yeah, because there's never this conversation of like, well, now I'm going to join the movement. Like, yeah. now I'm going to be part of the revolution. Yeah. It, like, that conversation isn't happening. Because like, those Scrubs episode aired decades ago. They did. You have yeah. had time. Yeah. I've had time to reflect on it. And like, this political landscape has sl- shifted. Dramatically. Dramatically since then. So it's like insane to say that you haven't had the time you haven't already been educating yourself through just like general viewing yeah i agree and i think that that's like another thing that's kind of frustrated me with this like people taking their episodes off streaming mm. services and, and stuff like that because i yeah and i agree like why have you only now realized this is a problem yeah, yeah. like how did you not realize before that that like um acting in blackface was not a problem mm. <laughs> yeah because like we've all known that minstrelsy is bad also like because fucking uh, spike Lee made a movie about this in like I swear in the 90s about blackface and mm. how it's like not okay anymore yeah. Yeah. like it's been done it's been talked about endlessly if yeah. you're still doing it how yeah and also that photo of I think it was Ted Danson in like the terrible blackface when he was oh, going out with yeah. Whoopi Goldberg he like came to an event dressed in blackface and like did this skit like as a caricature oh, it was no. awful I think it was in maybe the early thousands or even the 90s yeah. and even back then everyone was like shocked by it yeah and yet there's still like it's still why is it it's still a conversation up? yeah it's a why conversation that we keep having to have oh. I think that also like if we're gonna have a chat about like cheapening the movement and cheapening the revolution i want to briefly take a departure and i want to talk about brianna taylor for a second yeah go for it i like obviously it's so important that her like her killers be removed from the police force and that they be prosecuted and they be dealt with appropriately the fact that her name has become a shorthand for like memes and like quirky captions that people are like putting on their instagram like it like, she is a person with a life and a history and a family. And watching, like, Lily Reinhardt post a picture of her fucking side boob and be like, now that I've gotten your attention with my side boob, anyways, Brianna Taylor. Like, that's not being part of the revolution. That's centering yourself in a conversation mm. about the unlawful murder of an innocent woman in her home by the state. Yeah. Like, you can't cheapen these moments. I think that... There's a real problem with the internet where political problems and political revolutions happen and then phrases and moments get distilled into like memes and like just little catchphrases and those that meaning gets lost. Mm. But I think that it, and this also comes up with like posters that came up at Black Lives Matter protests that were like like we care about like black dick and it's like why are you sexualizing black men at a moment yeah. where we're literally talking about their humanity? Yeah. Like you cannot like you are still an agent of white supremacy in making those statements mm. and just being like you'll open your your legs for black dick but not your mouth for black issues and it's like what the fuck yeah why like, does that mm. seem like an appropriate thing to say no, right yeah. why are you putting that on a poster like people with families have died people mm. with families with dreams with hopes like with love in their hearts have been murdered by the state and you are talking about sex. Yeah. Like, mm. what are you doing? It's I, baffling. I think it's important to note that, like, humour has a place in, like, the revolution. And, Absolutely. And, like, race issues. But it's not, like, something, especially when you're dealing with, like, human lives and their, like, day-to-day existence. Yeah. Like, that's very different and, like, not a thing. Even, like, a lot of... Like, I'm a big TikToker person. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I was watching... I was, like, watching through and there was, like, one video where this like this person like puts her phone to her stomach and is like do you hear that and then it's like they just say brianna taylor's name and i'm like i understand i understand the purpose and the point Mm. but like the like again like intention and impact is very different yeah and Mm. like the impact that your like content is producing is like not that good and you're like cheapening the movie exactly because her name is becoming a shorthand for something and it's not appreciating like the like the totality of the person that she was mm. and the fact that that was taken away from her and from her community and her family yeah. like it just 
baffles me that like people who's like obviously their hearts are probably in the right place yeah but it's like if you're going to be part of the revolution you're going to be part of the movement and you want to care about black lives you have to care about the totality of those lives yes yeah. yeah. like again intention your the intention of your actions and the impact of your actions are really different and yeah you, like can't say that like your intention was this thing because that is totally different from the impact that you're absolutely like of what's actually happening yeah yeah, yeah i agree i agree yeah. Sorry to like bring a huge downer there, but I no. needed to talk about it because I keep seeing it. And I also think it's yeah. an important conversation that we keep having, like, because Rihanna like, yeah, Taylor's killers are, are still, still out there, still out there. Yeah. And like on this, and episode, also George Floyd's um, murderer like got bail. Yeah. He made he made his bond payment. He's out. Yeah. Like, I think that one of the cops involved in Breon Taylor's murder was put on like administrative leave or something, yes. and that is like the maximum of the repercussions. Yeah. Which is wildly inappropriate. If also, you murdered someone, you don't need to get paid. Yeah, Incre- this woman was asleep, and yep. they yeah. just came in and shot. She her. was asleep in her home. Like, oh, and were, also it's like even it if you like, got the wrong house, why? Like, they're not fighting back. You haven't made an arrest. Yeah. You've just mm. killed someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, it blows my mind. And then it was apparently a drug raid. There were no drugs found after, yeah. they, searched, after they had murdered Brewer Taylor and searched the residence. Yeah, because th- it was the wrong house. Yeah. Like, I, and, like, even if you're doing a drug raid, you still need to take those people into custody. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, that's not police work. That's just like you are judge jury and executioner quite literally in a split second mm. uh, we yeah. can talk about police training and reform all we want but look i don't think that that's a system that can be fixed but that's a personal opinion and one that i probably can't expand upon in its like entirety yeah. in the short time that we have left <laughs> on this episode yeah um yeah as well i think that it's interesting considering and there's another um blessing of the internet like we're Mm. so globalized so we feel so involved in like issues that are in the u.s Mm. and then um i don't know i think that it's it's obviously still black lives matter like is is a giant issue in australia but in a kind of separate way yeah where it's not like as much like open blatant like police brutality it's like I don't know. It's the type more... of racism that's directed towards mm. Indigenous people in Australia is a little bit different than the ones that are. It is a bit yeah. different. It's more like we need people. to focus on the systemic issue itself, yeah. I think, rather than it manifesting in like as police. Yeah. Again, I'd like to clarify that we are people of colour. Yes. Sophie <laughs> um, is an c- ethnic not. Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Sophie is not, however, Sev <laughs> and myself are... So, like, this is a conversation with people of yeah. colour. Though you might see my yes. face mm-hmm. and think... Oh, that's not a person of color, which like, <laughs> that makes sense. I'm very light skinned, but my family is Pacific Islander, so I do care. Yeah. Like, it does inform the opinions that I have. I am very lucky to have privilege in being white passing. Mm. So there are lots of systemic issues that many of my like Islander family members face that I don't have to mm. because my mother is white. I definitely yeah. think this is another conversation that we'll have on a different episode. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot so to unpack. But before we wrap this segment up, mm. I'm just going to say that there are links in our bio for petitions you can sign or donations, places you can donate your money to. Yes, both American and yeah. Australian organisations. And not just about Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter. We're also going to put some stuff up about the refugee crisis that's happening in Kangaroo Point at the moment. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think we should wrap it up here. I think we should too. Any other closing thoughts that we have? Um, closing remarks. I'm sorry, I can't live in the regions, <laughs> but I will give you my money on a pub tour. I'm um, sorry, I call Townsville a shithole. <laughs> I am not sorry that I that I hate Sydney. I will stand by that. And yeah, um, be mindful of the media that you consume. Um, you know, get involved, stay part of the revolution, keep educating yourself. Yeah, and as always, follow Definitely. us on our social media, funemployed.pod, and that's on Instagram. Yep. And also funemployedpod on Twitter which we do not use still. We <laughs> will figure it out one day. Eventually. Um, thank you, everyone. We will see, see you, you next week. week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>